Hello, welcome to Moms Changing the World. This is your host, Akua Walker, Child Development Nurse Practitioner and CEO, Chief Encouragement Officer, introducing the new podcast, which is the place for moms to find encouragement, hope, and inspiration, where we're supporting moms in the trenches of motherhood. You will receive practical tips and strategies to address the developmental needs of your children with a positive parenting perspective in mind. Here at Moms Changing the World, we are moms on the journey of changing the world, one child at a time, one day at a time. Let me just say, we could do better as a nation with relation to literacy skills and children's abilities to read, um, because a large portion of kids, when we're looking at their, their reading scores, they're not even proficient. They don't even reach proficiency. So they're below proficient and basic for literacy skills, you know? And, and I mean, Echo, think about if you weren't able to read, what, uh, how much that will thwart your potential. I mean, how much we engage in just the written world on a day-to-day basis from checking texts to driving and understanding, you know, S-T-O-P means stop. It's just literacy is such an important piece of fabric of, you know, our, our nation, um, especially our education. So if we have so many children who are struggling with literacy, there's a problem. So that's another way I try to impact children is advocating, understanding literacy, again, through this lens of now how do we support it to improve it? Um, And then I know this is a super long answer, I apologize, but this other piece has been through literacy and through children's books is another way that I impact children. Um, I write books, I try to write diverse books so children can find themselves in the pages. Welcome to part two of my episode with author, educator, and advocate Janae Brownwood. Make sure to tune back and listen to part one where you hear the beginning of her mom journey and how she came into child development and her passion for advocating for children, educators, and families to give children a mirror window and sliding glass door into the experience of people all over the world. Janae is a professor of child development at Sac State. She is a children's book author, and she is an advocate and speaker all over to audiences who love to hear more about her message. Stay tuned. Enjoy. So then again, with some of the, the practical day-to-day tips um, with kind of surviving life as a mom uh, around food, uh, snacks, did you come up with some like your favorite quarantine snacks or some of the, um, you know, just your go-to snacks in general? Um, so bringing up that cheese again, remember that? <laughs> That's, right. That's right. That's um, right. <laughs> you know, often something like fruit cheese and crackers. She loves that. And I love it too, right? It's healthy for my body as well. So uh, some pieces of cheese. We are on, well, we were on like that watermelon (laughs) train. Oh oh my goodness. Um, 
or something like grapes. She loves grapes, apples. Again, I, I know I'm, I feel like I'm no fun when it comes to these <laughs> questions about meals because I'm like, no. back to the basics. Right. But you know, sometimes the basics are the healthiest or the, the simple and we sometimes forget. You know, we think that a snack has to come from a package, but yeah. fruit comes in yeah. its own natural package and yeah. is naturally sweet and delicious. So Absolutely. I love it. And, you know, there's so many different things you can do. This is now me thinking like with my ECE hat on, you could do so many things with those like projects around food that they can then build and then eat, you know? And so talk about fun, uh, multi-sensory doing these things and then, okay, now go ahead and eat it. Um, Right, right. So I I do. I like, I like the the basics. Um, Although, you know, we'll do some dried cereal. Mm-hmm. That's easy too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like fig bars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah There's you know, some really good they're, ones. They're, especially if, well, we're not on the go now, but like, especially when you're on the go, you grab one of those and um, give her some instant energy. So those are some of the my go to snacks. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So then when it comes to, you know, kind of raising our, our girls, we, you know, you mentioned earlier. Um, that some of the pictures in the book, you know, had the natural hair and, um, you know, just like you know, your, your daughter and my children do too. You know, as African-Americans, we're raising, you know, brown, beautiful brown girls to be, you know, brown and black women. And I'm, you know, curious, um, you know, how you do that um, through, you know, your, your role as a mom and the various, you know, hats you wear. Oh, man. I'm going to take it back a little bit because I think I had to do a nice amount of self-reflection to get to where I am right now. And, you know, reflection is ongoing as you're thinking of where you are, where you've been, where you'd like to go. But I'm taking it back because um, as far as the talk about natural hair, that this is this is new for me. This is new. Um, I grew up with, chemically straightened hair. You know, I was getting my perm every, what, three months, sitting in that chair, having who who knows what is in that. Put on my head <laughs> and my skin to have that long, straight hair because in my, my mind, that's what's considered beautiful, right? And so mm-hmm. it wasn't until my husband and I started having discussions about having children that I just had to say, you know, it's time. It's time for the change. One, one reason is I don't want to risk it, even if, I mean, I don't know what the science is, but I don't want to risk being pregnant, having those chemicals be put on my skin and somehow that affecting the developing fetus. But then also I want Vivian to see herself in her natural state and love it and, and know she's beautiful. And so for me to do that, it goes back to the modeling I got to look at myself and in my natural state and be like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're cute. You're cute. Right. Or whatever it is, you know, (laughs) just um, I'm saying embracing my own sort of natural gifts, God given gifts and, and, and characteristics and beauty. So, so that first step was me moving away from the, um, the chemically straightened hair um, and, and so when I was pregnant is when I was making this transition. I think right before I got pregnant and then through that, I was making this transition. And I just felt it was so interesting being a 30-something and looking in the mirror 
and like grabbing a strand of my hair and pulling it and seeing how curly it is and being like, what? It's been like this whole time. It's, it's just like, I can, you know, I consider myself to be like an educated person, informed person. And to be 30 something being like, my hair looks like this. It was kind of humbling. Um, but it needed to happen. And so now all Vivian has seen is me with natural hair, whether it's out or twisted. Sometimes like during the school year, I'll get it twisted because it's, it's a lot of work um, to get it the way I, I really enjoy it. Um, it's a lot of work. So, so she, that's all she's seen of mommy is natural hair. And so that's where it starts with, uh, um, with us coming to love yourself. And then we have conversations because I remember, so I I was raised on Disney movies and I think that also influenced my storytelling abilities, you know, and though I don't like screen time, since now she's a little older, I'll let her watch some movies sometimes. And one of the movies we watched was Frozen and Frozen has at least the first one, like zero diversity, like zero, um, which bothered me. Um, so she actually started with Frozen 2. That does have diversity. They have some indigenous people and like mm-hmm. um, one of the generals is black. So she started with that one, but it was just so interesting because she just so quickly connected to Elsa. And so then she started like putting the towel on her hair and wanting the long. Mm-hmm. And I had to, I had to like, wait a minute, your hair is beautiful. Mm-hmm. We had to have those conversations. Look at mommy's hair. Mommy's hair is like so I, um, I think it's, there's like multiple steps of, of how to help raise these brown girls into being brown women who love themselves. It's having those conversations. It's telling her how beautiful she is. It's also telling her that, you know, beauty isn't all of it. You're also smart and in, intelligent and creative, all of that. So she can have this whole package. And from the beginning, be internalizing this because I think that's going to help her, you know, develop into that strong black woman who knows her worth and knows her beauty and knows, you know, the, the, the important, wonderful person she is. Yeah. I think black hair is its own journey. It's its own story. (laughs) We, we do have, you know, um, you know, I, I've gone through, yeah, my own journey with, appreciating and uh, valuing and celebrating, you know, and what I think one of the things that helped me celebrate is the diversity of what, um, you know, our natural black hair can do and how it can look and whether it's with braids or like you mentioned twists. Yeah. I just newly started doing twists with, you know, the quarantine and I'm loving it and some of the freedom that it can give you to, you know, be as, as natural and draw out your own hair's, you know, beauty story in the way that, you know, you feel comfortable. Yeah. And then not to mention, I think what I love about this the most, well, one of the things, when you have your chemically straightened hair, that's it. Like it's that, you can try to, it's just not the same. But I could twist my hair up and then miss it being out and then untwist it and there it is. And I get to just play with it again. And then I'm like, okay, I'm tired of it. I'm twisting it back up. By the end, I'm ready for it to be out again. It's so, I don't know, it's fun. It is. Once you kind of, yeah, embrace that you can have so much fun with it like you said that's great that's great so as we're starting to wind down you know what do you feel like you know you've learned about yourself as a mom um 
One of the things I'll say I learned about myself as a mom, and I mean, this is like, duh, but I don't know everything. (laughs) (laughs) What? No, everything. I know, right? I don't know everything. You know, I, I, I think of myself as like, oh, I'm, um, you know, a child development and I know this book stuff and I can tell you theories. And then you put this infant in your hands and you're like, what am I supposed to do with this? You know, I actually remember having that feeling, having her, we put her in that car seat, leaving the hospital getting home and being like, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to care for this thing. (laughs) And, 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 and having that kind of the fear that came with like, what if I don't know what to do, but then just doing it, just like, I got this. And then the support system. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I think what I learned about myself, I'm not going to say I learned it new, but I was reminded that even though I've got that book smart, <laughs> that only goes so far because real life is real life and books are books, right? So um, that's something I did. I also very much, I learned how deeply I could love. I know that just probably sounds so, I don't know, cliche or gimmicky, but honestly, how deeply you can love something to the point where, I mean, you will put everything on the line to protect that that person, that little, that growing, you know, being um, that talk about the depth of love, you know? Um, I remember (laughs) thinking about mama bear, right? And then, and then experiencing that mama bear coming out in you. And when it comes to protecting those babies, you know, your children, that's, I just, I don't know. I, I learned about the depth of how much I can love. And then I also, I won't say learned, but I was reminded about how fortunate I am to have the support system that I have mm. in my husband and how we just vibe so well. And we just, I don't know, we, we just work so well. And then in my, like my mother-in-law, um, Zanetta, and my uh, sister-in-law, Brianna, who spend, you know, like I said, two days of the week with Vivian and are having a hand in and and impacting the person she's becoming too. So I, and then just like my own parents, my dad and my mom and my sisters, just being reminded how fortunate I am to have the support system. So that's something that, yeah, I just, again, being reflective helped me to to really see that. Um, Yeah. 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 And you bring up several things that, you know, we here at Moms Changing the World really value. And that is that, that, that support, that mom tribe, right? That mom community that yeah. is so important. And you don't realize, I think, how important it is you know, until you have children and that yeah. it does take a village to, yes. to raise these beautiful children. Um, and like you said, they get to not only um, spend time with with other mother figures, right? Yeah. But they, yeah, they get, they get to learn from them and, and have those relationships and that connectedness that is so mm-hmm. important for yeah. children to have. Um, yeah. As they talk um, about, sorry, go ahead. No. Oh, I was going to say, talk about passing sort of this intergenerational knowledge and yes. understandings, right? That yeah. is, that absolutely sets up that, that, um, that ability to do that. Right, right. And books and, you know, literacy is a beautiful part of that, right? 
because the stories can live on and on and on. Yes, that's great. And so, yeah, for our final question, I'd love to hear, you know, what you would say about self-care, you know, because as a, as a working mom, there's so much to juggle and having a preschooler and uh, home, you know, how do you, you how do you make sure that you're taking care of Janae? Ah, you know, (laughs) it's not always the easiest thing. And sometimes you feel like with work and, you know, motherhood and the things that you need to do, you often are not priority yourself, right? It's kind of put on the back burner. I'll get to Janae later. Let me deal with these things now. Um, But I would say there are a couple of things that I do to cope. One of them is write. Writing is one of those ways I cope. I know when things are happening, like in the news, et cetera, I'll, co- I'll write poetry sometimes. Sometimes I'll share it. Sometimes I don't. It just helps me just get it out. So that's one of the things I'll do to cope with poetry or just writing new stories that I'm like, I think the world needs a story like this. <laughs> um, so writing helps me. Staying active, exercise. Um, boy, it broke, it just it broke my heart when my gym closed. <laughs> and yeah. And, you know, it reopened, but I'm a mom. Yeah, I'm a mom. It reopened, but I'm like, I got to, again, I got to prioritize through what I, what's important to me. So I haven't gone back because I just, I don't, you know, it's the uncertainty. But so then I've had to find other ways to stay active. So that includes walking a lot. And some of that walking is with my husband and Vivian. And so it became, you know, this family thing, too, of all of us getting out and being, you know, outside and and in a safe space. Um, So I also I started a garden. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Quarantine allowed for that, which is great. great. I have a um, uh, I have a garden series, a, a picture books, garden picture book series coming out starting next year. And so I love to reconnect with like gardening and all of that. So those are a couple of the things that I do to try to cope and also trying to connect with others best I can through Zoom, right? Through mm-hmm. conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, those are some of the things I do. Yeah, that's wonderful. And such good reminders that it can look a little bit different every day. And so, you know, one challenge that I, I give moms is, you know, just take 15 minutes a day to take care of you, refill your cup, replenish yourself because you're only as good as kind of what, what the overflow of, of sure. your, you know, your sanity and your wellness and your joy can be. So yeah, whether that's 15 minutes of gardening or 15 minutes of writing, I thank you for that reminder of, you know, journaling is something that I have to, I have to, you know, kind of force myself to do it doesn't come as naturally but when I do um, some of the things that have even you know led up to having this podcast have been because I wrote you know things down um, in a journal and so um, that's a great reminder that it can look a little bit different every day it could be that walk with the family it doesn't have to be by yourself to be self-care it could be you know with you know other people it could be that that zoom call with a friend if they're interested in learning more about me, I've got a website. It's yeah. just www.janaebrownwood.com. I'm on Twitter. I'm not on Facebook at the moment, but I will be back on Facebook. And so if they're interested in knowing more about me and my work, I mean, reach out. I wanted to do 
of closing meditation to the interviews that I've done with Janae Brownwood because we opened with a quote about turning the impossible into possible. So I invite you to give yourself the gift of this time to do some mindful reflection. Set aside the laundry that you might be working on. And at a time when you're not driving, give yourself about five to 10 minutes to find a comfortable body position where you're sitting in a chair or perhaps lying down, getting comfortable where you might be sitting. You can think about that tall, strong sitting position that is not too stiff, but is alert and awake. Or if you're lying down, really feel the support of the bed underneath you, holding you up at the contact points. As you breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth, feel the rush of the air coming in through your nostrils and then out again. Find your anchor here or perhaps as you breathe in and you breathe out naturally, you might feel the rise of your chest and the fall as you release the air out. Or your anchor might be where you feel the air more obviously at the belly, taking in nice belly breaths and out, releasing them. You can go ahead and put your hand wherever you feel that flow point, that anchor, if you feel comfortable or if it helps you maintain your focus there. As you breathe in and you breathe out. Now I want you to think back to a memory and call up that memory of a time when you overcame an impossible situation. It could be a childhood memory, something that happened when you were quite young. Like for me, it was learning how to ride my bike that I remember so vividly. It could be an adolescent experience that you had. Or it could be a school academic challenge somewhere along your schooling journey, undergrad, even graduate. But whatever the memory is, perhaps a relationship situation that you thought was just insurmountable, I want you to think of something you've already overcome that started off seeming as impossible. But then, through your efforts, through your patience, through your diligence, you came out on the other side, turning the impossible into something possible. As you breathe in and you breathe out, remember the time, the place, the sights, the sounds, anything that you can remember from that time in your life. And as you hold this memory in your mind, think about what it was that you did to help make this impossible situation 
a reality. And I want you to come up with a statement that encapsulates what you did. So maybe it was through my persistence I made the impossible possible. Or maybe that statement is I used my grit to turn that impossible situation into a possible one. Or maybe it was a a physical situation. And so you can say to yourself, I pushed my body to make the impossible possible. So whatever it was that you did, come up with a statement or a mantra that connects to that memory. Notice what you feel in your body when you remember that strength, that perseverance, that grit, that love, and hold that in your body, in your mind right now as you breathe in and you breathe out. And now I want you to move into the present time, thinking about a situation that perhaps you're facing as a mom that just seems impossible. It might be related to all of the changes and crises that we've been experiencing this year because of the pandemic, or it might be something completely different and unrelated that's been growing or that's new, whatever it is, bring that situation clearly to mind with as much detail as you can. as you're breathing in and breathing out. Now, notice how your body feels thinking and reflecting on the current challenge that you're in. And now I wonder if you can call forth the mantra and look at how that situation, how that overcoming that past hurdle might help you in your current situation. Even though the situation may be completely different, the strength, the perseverance, the grit, the determination still applies. and meditate on how you might bring that strength, bring that determination, bring your grit, bring your love to help you in the here and now of this impossible situation to transform it into more possible.
as we wind down this meditation. Continue to breathe in and breathe out. And just notice how you're feeling right now. Without judgment, without striving, just sit and accept whatever it is that comes to mind or comes to heart as you're breathing in and out. And take a moment to just bring love and encouragement to yourself in whatever the situation is using your mantra perhaps whenever the situation comes to mind or whenever you're grappling or confronting it using your strength your grit your determination your love to help you overcome so take the last five or so breaths to start to come back into the room, into the here and now. Breathing slowly in through your nose and out through your mouth. And when you're ready, re-enter the room, re-enter the space where you are. And fill it with gratitude for the gift that you gave yourself of this meditation time. I'd like to move into now a closing prayer for all of us who are dealing with any situation that seems impossible because where we end as strong and as powerful as we are I believe that God can begin and take us to that next level where we cannot take ourselves so if you can close your eyes and join me in this closing prayer dear God master and Lord I thank you for this time that we've had as moms to reflect, to be encouraged, to be mindful, and to see that there's so many times in our lives where things can seem impossible. But we know that through God, all things are possible. And so I lift up the woman, the mom, the person who is under the sound of my voice at this time. And I just place her or him before you, even as I come before you. I thank you for this time that we've had together. And I just pray and invite you to be in the midst of it. Whatever the situation is, whatever the challenges are, we collectively, as a country and as a world, have so many things that we're contending with 
but I thank you that you are stronger, that your grace is greater, that your love is fuller and can overcome any impossible situation that we might find ourselves in. Thank you for being with us in all the situations, in all the times, in all the seasons. And I just ask for your guidance and your protection and your provision for the mom or the parent or the grandma who's praying and listening today. Thank you for your love and thank you for your grace that makes all things possible. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. for listening to Moms Changing the World with host Akua Walker. The information shared on this show is meant for educational purposes only and not intended as a substitute for medical intervention or professional therapy. All views shared on the show are that of the speakers only and do not represent any institution. To be a part of the community, visit www.momschangingtheworld.org. There you'll find ways to connect with and support the moms we interview. Join us next time for more encouragement and support to be a mom changing the world, one child at a time, one day at a time. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks for listening.